Welcome to Is It Bedtime Yet? The podcast for parents about mental health and the experience of being a parent. The podcast that discusses what it's like to be adults raising tiny humans that make us all ask, Is It Bedtime Yet? Welcome to Is It Bedtime Yet? with Dr. Jen and Dr. Serene. Hey, Serene. Hey, Jen. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. So we've actually been getting a lot of messages from listeners recently about family dynamics and relationships and feeling stressed out about like basically like how to set boundaries with family or with like extended family or you know other relationships Um, and as parents you know we stretch ourselves so thin and you know we're constantly in different forms of relationships whether it's uh you know our relationship with our kids our relationship with spouses a relationship with you know friends extended family so I thought it would be really important today to just talk about boundaries. You know, we've had lots of questions about it. So what are boundaries? That's a really good question. How would you define boundaries? How I would, huh, you know what, how I would define it personally without having like a textbook in front of right. me. Um, I guess it's knowing what feels good and comfortable for you in terms mm-hmm. of interactions and like interaction, interactions and relationships with people. Yeah. Um, and somehow either verbally or through your behaviors or through just being assertive letting the other person know what's okay and what's not and what what's okay and what's not to do in their interactions with you yeah no I like that part um I I think I think that last part specifically is is not (laughs) sure if that makes sense because I was like thinking as I was talking totally no because I mean a lot of people know what boundaries are but it's hard to define what it is right um I like the part where you talked about, like, trying to define um, the actions and behaviors in a relationship that are and are not okay with you. I think that's sort of a key part for me. Um, And I'd I'd probably say, like, to me, it's one of the most important acts of self-care that you can do in the context of a relationship. Yeah, and I guess guess what's confusing to me, it's in terms of how to describe it, it's a two-part thing for me because Mm -hmm. you have to be aware of what you're okay with and yeah. and I keep saying what you're okay with but it's much deeper than that obviously mm-hmm. what is acceptable for you what is right. comfortable for you to have that awareness and also to be able to um, communicate that mm-hmm. in whatever form to the person you're in that relationship with whether right. it be like a partner a parent a child a neighbor mm-hmm. whoever um you know, because a lot of people get triggered by other people's behaviors and then it's like, oh my gosh, that person's such a jerk and whatever. But without realizing that really it's your own, you're not recognizing what's okay for you and what's not okay for you. And you're right. not, you're not really communicating that need to somebody else and you're generalizing the other mm-hmm. person's behaviors, but there's something we can do about it. Right. And I think as parents, it's exceptionally important because not only is it like for your own self-preservation for you to like be the best person and parent you can be, you need to set these boundaries, but also you're modeling for your kids every day. And if they see you in these unhealthy relationships or constantly being frustrated because you're not establishing these boundaries, um, you know, that's not what you want to be modeling for your kids. And also you want to be able to establish healthy boundaries you know, practicing that with your kids so that they can learn how to set healthy boundaries in their own relationships. Right. And it's, I, I could imagine with other children as well, but with my children, it's really hard to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, I can't speak for other people's experiences, but kids don't understand. They don't understand why you're saying no to something right. that's just so easily attainable. Why can't I have that extra piece of chocolate? Right. Why can't I watch another episode of whatever TV show? Right. Why can't I get extra time on my tablet? Right. Or I want that toy the other kid is playing with. Why can't right. I just have it? Right. Yeah. And it's hard to set those boundaries of no. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard. Um they don't have that understanding. Right. It's, they don't have that idea of like delayed gratification or, you know, the consequences. It's it's all learned. Mm-hmm. And teaching that, being the person responsible of teaching your child boundaries. And, and that's just the boundaries, like you setting boundaries with them, let alone the boundaries that you should model to them about right. what's okay for them to express to other people like it's okay for you to be this way with me or it's it's not okay for you to be this way with me to Mm -hmm. express that to their friends or to their teachers or it's just such a like onion that we keep peeling and peeling right it is yeah yeah well so let's get into it let's talk about like in whatever relationship you can think of our listeners like whatever relationship you're struggling with right now um and you're like well how do I set this boundary what does that look like you're talking about setting boundaries and self-care how do I do that so let's get into that process. You were talking straight about it being kind of like an onion and there's all these layers to it. So right. let's let's start kind of at that outer layer, the most basic, and then work our way into that boundary onion, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would argue that I think at the very outer layer, the most important like first step would be that you have to tune into your own feelings. It's really about listening to your gut, like Turn inward, listen to what feels good for you, and think about what is it about this relationship that feels icky? Like, I talk with clients all the time about, like, that icky feeling, like that thing you can't really label, but something that just doesn't feel great. It's a discomfort. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That's probably a much better word than icky. (laughs) It's it's just, like, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not something that is even identifiable sometimes. I mean, at least for me, it's just like this gross feeling. It's just, I'm uncomfortable in this interaction and it needs to stop. Yeah. So So it starts there, you know, and then after that, obviously you want to get more specific and you want to like identify specific behaviors or things you want to change. But I think it all just starts from like listening to your gut and identifying that discomfort in that relationship. Right. Yeah. So then where would you go from there? Um, I mean, I guess, Initially, when you're tuning into your own feelings, and I mentioned this earlier, you might not be able to put words to it or identify it exactly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, I think we've talked about this before, try to push negative feelings aside and say, like, whatever, I'll deal with it or moving on, get over it. Mm -hmm. But I always tell people you need to kind of sit with that negative feeling and and understand it. Mm -hmm. And you can't move move past it. You have to move through it. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Identify it clearly. Put words to it. Describe it. Um, Yeah. yeah. And I think that goes twofold, I would say. Like, you're clarifying the feelings. Like, from from that discomfort, you're then going to, well, what feels uncomfortable about that? Like, does this make me feel angry? Does this make me feel, you know, sad? Like, how do I feel about it? But then also on the other side of that coin clarifying what you want to change right. like what, is, what you want to feel in that relationship exactly. or that interaction right. as opposed to what you are feeling like are you feeling suffocated are you feeling uh put down are you feeling uh belittled are you feeling right. you know are you getting angry like what what is happening in that relationship that isn't okay with you that you want to be different and how do you want it to be different right yeah so from there i think then you need to be direct about it Uh Right. Like you need to like be direct with yourself about it, like get very specific. But then also like 
be very direct in your communication about it with the other person. Like, I think this is the step where it then transitions from, like, all internal, like, insight-oriented work to, like, you need to address it with the other person. You can't make major shifts on your own necessarily. Yeah, and I can imagine a lot of, like, resentment will build Mm. up in that period of you growing and developing your insight into what's bothering Mm -hmm. you about that interaction until the time you actually communicate it and you see change. I can see a lot of resentment being built up at that time. Yeah. And that's okay too. Mm -hmm. You know, like people feel a lot of guilt associated with having that feelings of resentment or they feel a lot of guilt with communicating their needs. And And that's what I was going to say is I think first, I think first it's easy to have that resentment. Right. And then after that, like once you decide to set that boundary or once you start to set that boundary is kind of when the guilt can shift right? And, like, and, and start sitting in. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, you're, you're having to be assertive. And a lot of times, most of the time in our society, assertiveness is synonymous with being bitchy. Right. Or being especially needy for women. Or especially for women. Mm-hmm. Or being too needy or being whatever adjective you want to throw yeah. in there. Um, and there's a lot of guilt associated with that. So. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think something that's really important to think about is that a lot of times when people are like really sitting and and trying to figure out what it is that they want to shift in the relationship, uh, while it's okay to have this like idealized view of what you want the relationship to look like, like I want there to be no arguments. I want this person to like fully respect these boundaries that I'm setting. I want it to totally shift our dynamic that's not always going to happen, right? Like you only have control over yourself and your half of the relationship. So I think an important thing to keep in mind throughout this process is that you also have to be really realistic. And in part of being realistic, you you might have to shift your expectations for what the relationship is going to look like and what the other person might be capable or not capable of doing. Right. You know, Like, a lot of times, often, like, for example, with clients, I'll hear relationship issues with their parents. And uh, people have this idealized version of what they wish their parents were like growing up. And so as an adult, they're trying to work on the relationship with their parents, and they have this idealized version in their head of what their parents are like. And sometimes we have to work on the fact that you need to shift your expectations and start focusing more on, well based on the person your parent actually is, what are they capable of doing and what can this relationship realistically look like in a best case scenario with the person they actually are? See, and what I've learned is that, or what I see consistently is that that's when the resentment builds up. Mm -hmm. I'm communicating my need to my parent. I'm telling them, now the adult, the adult child is communicating their need to their parent and, um, there's no change being made or the parent mm-hmm. is defensive or the parent Which happens becomes all the upset. time. Oh no, yeah. it never happens, never. right? <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time mm-hmm. because now this is a shift in the dynamic of the relationship and you know, it's whatever it is from the parent's perspective, but from the adult child's perspective, yeah. it's that's when the resentment grows and to kind of piggyback off of what you said about you kind of need to take people for what they can provide and the, like the capacity to which they can give you what you need. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of off topic, but grieving that yes. ideal version of what you were hoping the person, whether it's your parent or your spouse. I'm so glad you brought that up. It's so much grief is. work. It's a yeah. lot of grief work. And people are always shocked when I tell them in the session, mm-hmm. like, this is more grief than 
anything else right. because you have this idealized version of what the other person is going to look like and they're not that you didn't have the perfect parent i'm sorry for that mm-hmm. you, you don't have the perfect partner very sorry you don't yeah. have the perfect child or the perfect neighbor or the perfect friend it's a major loss and that's a loss yeah. so let's and talk about that it can actually be yeah. harder to grieve the loss of somebody who's still here than it is right. to grieve the loss of somebody who's physically gone exactly mm-hmm. and it's just grieving the loss of the version of them that you wished you had or the yeah. version of them you created in your head or mm-hmm. the idealized version that society creates and, right and that in itself is a loss. Yeah. So that also comes with a lot of boundary work mm-hmm. when you realize you're, it's not what your, your needs are not going to be met exactly yeah. the way you hoped it would be met. Then grief work comes into that. Sorry, I didn't mean to like go into grief, but no, but that's, <laughs> we're that's such a big part of it. We're there now. Yeah. <laughs> I took us didn't there. Didn't know we'd be talking about that today, did you? <laughs> no, but it's such an important part of boundary work. Yeah. Like it's, it's boundary and grief. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so kind of moving back a little bit, um, as you're starting to set these boundaries with whoever the person is in this relationship and like working on, uh, you know, managing the expectations you have and what you want it to look like, I'd argue that the number one most important thing that you need to do that you have control over is to be consistent. I think it's really easy. You were talking about that, like grief that people experience that, um, that, resentment that they might feel it's really easy when you have those feelings to then kind of pull back and be like oh shoot maybe I shouldn't have done that maybe I should uh just kind of go back to the way things were um or to kind of have a push and pull where like you're like well today I'm gonna stand firm and I'm gonna do it but then tomorrow I'm like I don't have the energy for this I'll just let them walk all over me or you know or to say I've I've done I've told them twice already and there's no change so I can't do anything else now like no especially if you're setting boundaries with kids you have to tell them like a thousand times and years maybe years you're not what I see, this is how I look at it with kids. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to build the perfect child, you're trying to build the perfect human that's going to last them through adulthood. Right. And if until they turn 18 or 20 or 21, you have to remind them to take a jacket with them or whatever, right. whatever you, yeah, you're cons- again, straying away from boundaries, mm-hmm. whatever you have to tell them, yeah, be consistent, yeah, because it's not about who they are as like an eight year old or a 10 year old or a five year old, it's about who, who you're you creating as be. a human, yeah. And I'd steer away from the word perfect, right? Like, we're not trying to create right. a perfect person. No, but we're trying you to create... are. You better. <laughs> it better be a perfect human. Serene's kids will be perfect I'm humans. setting boundaries now. All of them are going to be perfect. All of you listening, <laughs> your kids must be perfect. I mean, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, like, you're yeah. in your mind, it's like, well, right. you didn't hear me out after three times of me yeah. telling you this has to change or you have to do it this way, then... Yeah. If you did, it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. If you, that's what I meant by right. the term no. perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. But not, yeah. Yeah. No, but I I mean, again, I'm so glad you brought that up because that was the next place I was going to go to is that comparing it to parenting uh-huh. is that what I tell every parent that I've worked with, you know, through practice, any any of my friends who even ask for like advice or suggestions in, in parenting, it's all about consistency. Right. It is the most important part. And so if you think about like, well, if a child needs consistency, consistency of course adults need it too Uh and like being able to shift any kind of behavior like now let's let's look at it as therapists and scientists right like modeling and shifting any kind of behavior requires consistency right right and so in order to shift any kind of behavior in order to learn a new behavior in order to shift relationship dynamics it has to be consistent Uh Mm -hmm. 
like Pavlov's dogs if he only rang the bell, you know, once a year when he was feeding his dogs, they wouldn't learn to salivate at the bell. Right. But because there was consistency, you know, on whatever kind of schedule they, you know, they do. Um, We're totally straying from boundaries. <laughs> but, you know, this just goes to show you how much work goes into right. setting boundaries yeah. and how much insight work and how much Thank you for pulling communication. <laughs> no, but that it is. Yeah. When you talk about setting boundaries, it's like, well, this is what where my, where I draw the line. Oh, mm-hmm. I hear people say that so many times. I draw the line in my relationship here. If my yeah. husband or my partner did this, then it would be over. I'm drawing the line. Well, no, that that takes a lot of insight work. You need yeah. to figure out what it is about that line that's really triggering you. Mm-hmm. You need to learn how to communicate it and verbalize it and vocalize it and express mm-hmm. it to your partner. Yeah. You Does your partner to, know that that's the line? Do they even understand it in the words you're using? Right. Is your, we'll have an episode on love languages one day, but yes. are your love languages connecting? Right. Um are you repeating yourself are you say are you saying the same thing over and over and they don't understand it right. in that terms? essentially like are you guys even speaking right. the same language yeah and yeah. it and it goes beyond just like well this is where i draw the line and mm-hmm. a lot of people feel like that's boundary setting like well that's my boundary that's when you you know you're mm-hmm. out the door that's when but no it's not that's not all it is that's a lot of outside work too right well and kind of going off of that i think another really important point in all of this is that you know obviously Emotions run really high with this stuff. People feel, like you said, guilt, resentful. A lot of anger a lot of times come around boundaries. I think the most important piece to all of this, in addition to, um, you know, all the other things we talked about, obviously, but is to to be respectful and make sure that you're still communicating clearly and effectively. Because if you start talking to the other person in a way that's, like, angry or defensive or, you know, with any any sort of negative tone, it's not going to be received well. And so if your message isn't being received well, you're not going to get any sort of desired outcomes that you want to get. Right. You know, just like when you're talking to your kids, you know, it's so easy to like, you know, be able to compare any of this to parenting, right? Because like if you're talking to your kids and you're constantly like screaming at them, which a lot of parents do, I've screamed at my kids, you know, they tend to kind of like tune out. Yeah. No kid wants to listen to their parents when they're screaming. They're probably just, you know, they're not going to hear you. Um, Same with partner relationships. If you... Are screaming or acting like hysterical. Right. They're checking out. Right. And a lot of times then they get defensive. They get angry. They get upset. They, you know, they feed off of your energy, whether it's a kid, yeah. a partner, a family member, whatever. It becomes more about context yes. than content at that point. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of insight work is important before you are able to identify. I think like the first two steps that we, t- or not steps, but the first two items we talked yeah. about, like tuning into your own emotions and your own needs and actually giving words to them and clarifying mm-hmm. it and so identifying important. is so important yeah. because if you don't understand it yourself, you're not going to be able to appropriately communicate it. Right. If so. you don't lay that down as your foundation, like think of it as like building a house. If you don't lay down that like strong foundation, the whole thing is going to crumble. Right. It's not going to be effective. It's not going to be a lasting change that you want to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think in general, people's worries about setting boundaries is um, that they think it's going to like push people away or it's going to, it's going to, you know, ruin relationships. But really what boundaries are all about is it's about strengthening relationships. It's about the way I would argue it is that it's, it's, it's the most important form of self care in the context of an interpersonal dynamic you said that perfectly thanks (laughs) (laughs) that that it's 
it's the best way to strengthen a relationship is to have healthy boundaries set. Absolutely. Yeah. And it'll take work and it's not, mm-hmm. it, again, with the consistency, it's not going to be a one-time thing. You say it one time and it's done. It right. takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So definitely. Yeah. And it's going to look different in every relationship too. It's going to look different with your kids. It's going to look different with your partner. It's going to look different with your friends. It's going to look different with your parents. Um, you know, <laughs> Is it going to look different with your mailman and the milkman and the grocer? And the grocer and bagger the... <laughs> and, yeah, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Do you want me to keep listing examples? Yes. I can. More names. I can, Give yeah. It. yeah. Uh, your landlord. Your... Ooh, <laughs> yeah. good one. Um, but basically, just know it's about knowing yourself, listening to yourself, and trusting the relationship that you're in and trusting that it will get better when you set boundaries that make you feel comfortable and good. Right. Right. And better doesn't necessarily mean the relationship will get better because probably, I mean, what if the other person is like, no, those boundaries don't work right. for me. But it's more about yourself and mm-hmm. understanding what your needs are and what your wants are and expressing that. And Absolutely. I think if it is a healthy relationship, if it is a positive relationship, then it will be like reciprocated. And right. Like, and they'll respect that right. you want those boundaries set. Right. Right. And they'll respect where your comfort level lies. Right. Yeah. And if not, then like Jen said, then you kind of have to just accept the other person to as what they are and right. the capacity that, shifting your expectations right. yeah shifting your expectations yeah it's it's about meeting the other person where they're at too right right because maybe they have other boundaries that you don't feel comfortable with and so you really have to it's, it's it's a balancing act of figuring out where your comfort is where your boundaries lie and then also where the other person's boundaries are right. what they want from the relationship and then trying to find that that healthy space in the middle it's like drawing a map together it is cool <laughs> which is really hard <laughs> drawing yeah yeah anyway if you have any questions about boundaries if you have any thoughts about boundaries uh feel free to email us at is it bedtime yet podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on social media is it bedtime yet podcast with underscores between each of the words that's where we are on instagram or is it bedtime yet podcast on Facebook? We have a website. Uh, is it bedtime yet podcast dot com? Imagine that. <laughs> um, our website has all the places you could find us to listen to us. Um, has some contact info if you want to be able to reach out to us. All of that good stuff. Um, find us on Patreon. You know, We're we, have lo- we have lots of <laughs> lots of ways to reach us and and connect with us. For now, this is Dr. Jen and Dr. Serene asking, is it bedtime yet? 